Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. When is your child ready to start school? If you have a child who's three or under, chances are you haven't thought much about that question. But particularly if they were born between May and July, you are very likely at some point in the future to be obsessed with this question. In Australia, in most parts of the country, a child can start school anywhere from between four to six years of age, depending on when they were born. It's led to a lot of confusion and angst for parents as they try to work out whether or not they should send their children to school. Karen Senior is a specialist educator and mother. Working in kindergartens, she recognised the concerns parents were having, so she wrote a book. It's called, Is My Child Ready for School? Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, good, thank you. How are you? This question really worries parents, doesn't it? It does. It does. And that is exactly why I wrote the book, because I would find myself at barbecues, just surrounded by mums, and they would say to me, make statements like, my child's five in February or my child knows their ABC, are they ready for school? And I realised there wasn't a lot of resources out there for parents to make that decision. It was just, they were basing it on just one or two things. So that's that's how it all sort of came about. The age gap between four and six sounds ridiculous and really challenging for teachers. As a kindergarten teacher, is that hard for you to teach when you could have... Cause that's a big age difference, a big developmental difference, isn't it? Is. It is. Developmentally, it's a huge gap. And you do notice that gap, particularly for the children that are younger. But again, you're, you're still catering for all those needs. So you've you've got to work with those children that are older, mature and ready to move on. And you're still working with those little ones that they're probably not ready to sit still and not ready to focus. So it is challenging for the teacher, but it's more challenging for the child that's not quite ready. And so, yeah. And I mean, it seems like such an um, important decision that is almost getting pushed back to parents because there is such a discrepancy and there's nowhere really you, you can talk to the teachers you can talk to early daycare early childcare if they're there yes. whether they think they're ready for school but ultimately it's a decision that the parent has to make isn't it absolutely you can be guided by your school and some schools when they they have really big enrollments big numbers they will sort of put a cut off in but generally it is the parent's decision and it's really hard for parents to make that decision because they don't have a lot of information to base it on And I mean, we do hear a lot about being ready socially and emotionally and that numeracy and literacy doesn't really come into it. Do you still find parents asking you those sorts of questions? Has the message got out that it doesn't matter if they can count to 10? That doesn't, that's not necessarily a sign they're ready for school. I think there's, there's probably two groups of parents. There are those parents that are getting the message that, yeah, literacy is important, but it starts with oral language, lots of speaking and, and those sorts of things. Um, but those other emotional, development, social development, and even physical development, parents don't realise that there's a lot of actually pre-literacy skills involved in social development, that moving from left to right, tracking eyes left to right when reading, fine motor skills for holding a pencil. So there's a lot in it. And, and the numeracy and the literacy, of course, it's important, and it, but it will come. If your child's ready, that will come really easily in the first year. But unfortunately, a lot of parents spend those years prior to school practicing letters and numbers right down or sit down and sit still and and all of that. And actually, that's 
but that will come in time. So it is if you can work on those other areas, that's what will really benefit your child when you start school. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Karen Senior. She's a specialist educator, mother, and author of Is My Child Ready for School? We were just talking about the age discrepancy that can occur with children starting school as young as four or as old as six, and the challenge that might present for teachers, but especially for children. Karen, you were just talking there about um, some parents might feel like they have to drill into their children this knowledge of numbers and letters but the more important stuff is what we should be concentrating on such as their fine motor skills can you talk to me a bit more about the areas that you think are important for children before they start school Yes, so number one would be oral language, so spoken language, the way children speak, their vocabulary, and we know that children that start school with a really strong vocabulary or really strong language skills in general, they're the children that generally are really successful academically, so that is a really important area. And the the good news is it's just about reading, singing songs, and lots of talk. Just talk about your everyday things. You don't have to do anything special. Talk about putting the clothes on the line, cooking dinner. There's lots of language in that. So that's a really big one. And again, the physical. So let you, and again, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to enroll them in any classes or anything special. It's just letting them get out, lots of free play, um, lots of climbing, jumping, spinning, a lot of those things that parents sometimes shy away from now because it's not safe. But those sorts of things are really healthy and really great for de- physical development, which will then lead into the academic learning later. So, and of course, the emotional and the social, because children that are happy, have friends at school, are generally happier, and that has benefits inside the classroom and in the playground as well. And just being emotionally ready, being able, having that confidence to deal with the day because it's a huge day for a four-year-old or five or even a six-year-old. So it's it's a, a combination of all of those things. With that emotional and social development, mm-hmm. how can we help our children develop those skills? With social development, it's really setting up play dates, just giving them opportunities to socialise. And that can be with cousins, even siblings. We forget that siblings are your child's first friends. So within the home, working with social skills. And if you notice your child hasn't, you know, they're not great at sharing, maybe play some sharing games. or So look at look at where they could, where you could work with them and, and give them opportunities to develop in that area. With emotional skills, a lot of it is just time. It's, they will be ready when they're ready and they'll be ready to separate when they're ready to separate. So there's not really a lot that you can do other than just support them and really not push them too hard. They'll get there when they get there. So so my son is an end of May baby. This is where I get to, um, you know, ask questions for me. Um, and I admit it started to play on my mind because his cousin who turns five in December is going to school next year. His cousin is extremely articulate, very clever little boy. I have read the research. I know that my son is not as articulate as his cousin. He's plus he's six months younger or at least nine months younger. And I'm inclined to follow the research about holding him back for boys. Um, I know that can be important. But the flip side of that, and I think this might be something that affects other parents as well, the flip side of that is that I wonder, is he going to get bored because all the other kids his age or a little bit older are going off to school and he's going to be left in a daycare environment where 
it's not fulfilling enough, but he's not quite ready for school. My answer to that would be if he's not quite ready for school, then daycare is the perfect place or preschool is the perfect place for him. And if he's not ready emotionally, especially, it's just going to be a struggle at school. So a child that goes to school not emotionally ready, they're not spending their day learning, they're spending their day controlling their emotions. And so learning doesn't happen. We know kids learn when they're calm and they're relaxed. And you'd be be surprised at the learning that does still happen um, in daycare at at preschool and even at home with you look at what they've learned from birth so you know look at things like walking you didn't have to put them in a walking class but they can walk so <laughs> it's a very good point they, children, learning is so innate for children and they they will learn when they're ready um and at the, about getting bored it, it doesn't really happen unless you've got this really, you know, an absolute genius. And then usually the school will cater for that anyway. They will work with that child. But even that child who is, you know, really off the scale genius doesn't mean they're emotionally ready. So, yeah, yeah. so if you feel that that emotional side, they're not quite ready, giving them another year is usually better for their confidence and, um, and for their learning as well. So. We're massive supporters of early learning in uh, here at Kindling. Um, we've been into lots of daycare centres and seen how incredible they are with play-based learning. And, yes. of course, we've done lots of interviews about how wonderful Finland is. Sometimes mm-hmm. I kind of hate them because it's <laughs> yeah. so great. Yes. <laughs> um, but it seems like uh, early learning in some ways, it seems like they are really taking on board the research about play-based learning and how important it is for children and how it affects their long-term academic prospects. As in, Mm. the longer they play, the later we delay formalised learning, um, the better it is for them. Watching my children go from that environment into the structure of formal education in primary school kind of breaks my heart a little bit. And I feel like... Why is it that the early learning sector, such as it is, has been able to embrace this, but our mainstream primary school education doesn't seem to have cottoned on. I mean, what do you think is happening there? So early learning centres have a lot more freedom. They can look at a really good program and look at the research and make change. In schools, we're, we're very restricted by bureaucracy and um, policy and things like the basic skills. So we know as educators that play-based learning is fabulous in kindergarten But the flip side is we're under pressure to make sure these kids perform. They're expected to hit these targets and those targets are put in place in kindergarten. So you hear about reading levels and things like that. And as a teacher, you're asked, why why is your class not meeting that standard? Why aren't they there? And really, we as teachers need to be given a lot more freedom. And when you look at Finland and those Scandinavian countries, they give teachers so much freedom to make decisions around their programming um, and teachers are really well respected and well regarded just like a doctor or a lawyer and I think if teachers were given a little bit more given a bit more freedom got to take back a, little, a lot more decision making we could implement those things because we know what's good for our kids and we want what's best for our students but a lot of that's taken out of our hands and a lot of it is this pressure And the other thing is there's a very overcrowded curriculum. There is so much to get through in a day and a year. And sometimes I think let's pull back some of it. Maybe let's give some of the responsibility back to parents regarding some things and let's just focus on the play and then let the literacy and numeracy come. Um, 
Yeah, so... And the the other thing I remember speaking to a teacher once about homework, and she said to me, you know, the teachers don't want homework. It's the parents who want homework. And I'm like, not this one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it feels like teachers are getting pressure from everywhere except... For and not being trusted to do what they've been trained to do. In Absolutely. Way. The school that I work at, we actually don't do homework at all. Um, well, not definitely not in primary, some, uh, not in infants. So five and six will have some homework just sort of in that readiness for high school. But infants have no homework other than reading. And that was a really good decision across the school because it was basically sending that signal to the parents to say, no, this... And we we, we worked with the parents to explain why, that there's no research to say that there's any benefit from homework. And there's a lot of research to say it's just stressful. The, The children that do really well have been helicoptered to get that project or that homework done really well. And there's not a lot of benefit to it. And... Yeah, so really, um, yeah, in that situation, if you've got a whole school approach, that really works. And and the other thing is, you're absolutely right. So many parents would say they need more homework or they need another book or they're not doing enough and different teachers were regarded as a better teacher because they were giving harder homework or more homework. So, But I think the message is slowly getting out there that there is not a lot of benefit to homework in those early years. And it's just about playing. Yes. Karen's been such an interesting chat. Thank Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's Karen Senior. She's a specialist educator, mother and author. Her book is called Is My Child Ready for School? And we'll pop links up to it on our website. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.